No, no, really, hippie chicks are kind of strange. From high atop the Rocky Mountains, it's the Barbarian Prophet. Welcome back, Air Barbarian Nation. We are so glad to have you, and I have been joined today by three fantastic people here in Casper, Wyoming, over here at the Wild Goose Manor, and I'm just really, really impressed. Richie, I'm going to let you do the introductions. Hey everyone, this is Richie Santos, um, new um, resident of Casper, Wyoming here, and I have my two lovely guests here who are also my leaders uh, in the single-minded group of Casper. I have to my right here Fantasia, and straight uh, directly across from me is Nicole. Okay, so we'll start off with you, Nicole. So you you were just telling me where you come from. You come from Casper, Wyoming. You come from Casper, Wyoming, and your parents really originally came out of Guam and uh, Rollins, Wyoming. Yes, because those two places are so close together. <laughs> exactly. I I can only understand how they met. They were like, you know, neighbors. Really? Well, they met in Rollins. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Because my mom's sister was living there. Okay. So she lived with them. She moved from New Mexico to live with them in Rollins. Ah, right on. And so, and you've just remained in Casper here? Yes. Well, my mom's here. Mm-hmm. My parents divorced and remarried. So my dad's in Massachusetts with his wife. Mm. And mom's here with her husband. Where at in Mass? Uh, it's uh, Hatfield. Hatfield. Okay. Yeah, I... I know I know uh, that area a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> we always float uh, between there and Maine, and you know what the people in Maine call the people from Massachusetts? What mass holes? <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's rude, dude. It's just straight rude. Fantasia, where you come to us from? Alamogordo, New Mexico. And how did you end up in Casper? Um, well, uh, my my dad lives here with his um, wife, and so. Um, I was in Amarillo for like five years and then um, kind of wanted to be around more family. So I just kind of came up here to start over. And then, Richie, you floated into us from all over the place. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned Guam because that's actually where I was conceived and raised. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You said say that conceived because- and raised or conceived and grazed. I'm not really sure where we went with that, bro. Conceived because I was born in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. so so Parents? your nationality is Filipino-Guamanian? Guamanian? Guamanian. 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 Okay. A lot of people, I got a friend that used to call me Guamanesian. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> He's been there because uh, he was in the military, but he just makes jokes. He, he always called me Guamanesian. But uh, we're called Guamanians, just like Hawaiian, I guess, but Guamanian. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And and uh, I know as you as people traveled across the ocean, that is uh, what they did was island hopping. And, you know, I had a bunch of... Uh, Guys from um, like um, uh, uh, Tonga, okay. and and I've had some Samoans work for me. Yeah, and you know the funny thing is when you meet an actual Hawaiian, yeah, uh, you always think that the Samoan 
and the Hawaiian, you know, they're just these ginormous men. Yes. And Hawaiians are small. Yeah. <laughs> they're very small people. But um, uh, Samoans, now that's a whole different ball of oh, wax. They've got calves as big as my head. It was very impressive. <laughs> so to any of my listeners out there, uh, just send your hate mail too. Okay. So anyway, so uh, you guys have a group. You guys got to, uh, 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 you know, if you're single and ready to mingle, Dot com. No, I'm just kidding. What do you, what do you what is the name of your group? It is Single Minded Singles Ministry. Okay, so how did that come together? The three of you are the ones that kind of pulled that together. Go ahead, Nicole. Okay, well, uh, I'll I'll start from the beginning. I was um, on my lunch break at the hospital, and Melanie Cannell called me and asked me if I would like to start a singles group, help start one. I'm like, sure, I'd love to, because I've been wanting to be in a singles group. And so, um, so I prayed months. This was in October of 2022, 2021, 21. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it wasn't until like February, March, or maybe in spring of 2022 that the Lord revealed to me who, like who my single peeps were. And then specifically Richie and Fantasia. Nice. And so uh, you went ahead and said, hey, singles, what are we going to do to help get other people together? Is that the deal? Right. So we spent the whole summer um, worshiping and praising the Lord and seeking him for the vision he had for this singles group. And that's how we started developing our guidelines. Okay. And our mission. So let's talk about, about your church here real quick. You guys all go to the same church. Yes, yes, we yes. all go to River of Life Church. Okay, you go to River of Life. And is it a denominational church? It's non-denominational. Non-denominational. There's no such thing as non-denominational. <laughs> there, there isn't. There really isn't. I, here's what I have figured out over time in my Christian walk is that there you got three kinds of groups. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. You have charismatics, which are very filled with the Holy Spirit, very <laughs> focused on the Spirit, and... Uh, a good relationship with Jesus, a good relationship with the Father, but they're they very free flowing in a mystic type of way. And then you have uh, Baptists, which are uh, they have a specific belief system, and then you have liturgical churches. And uh, but that's really when you buck it down, that's all all we got. But the one fun thing is is that we can all function together because we all have functioned together. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, and you know we gotta we gotta push all those little things aside and see how much we have to contribute to one another, right? Absolutely. Yes. <clears throat> and that one thing I love about your pastor over there, him and I have been friends for a very long time, and that he's very open and and I know his wife is the one that reached out to you, and so uh, they kind of got you guys rolling in this because they're always interested in making sure we got like actual Christian life happening. So let's hear about it. Tell, tell me how this all lines out. Okay, so after spending months and months, it's uh, the Lord gave Fantasia the name for the group because we were getting down to the point where we needed a name. And she's like, single-minded. Like, yeah, so what does that mean? What does that look like? What does single-minded mean? So we dug deeper into 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 32 to 35. But the main point of it, and we have t-shirts that says it now. You're okay to go ahead and read us a scripture. Okay. I, I've heard it one time before. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll read you the definition. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the definition of single means not married. 
good job, Marion Webster. <laughs> no, that was that was really kind of a big deal for us because um, we we wanted people to feel welcome who are in relationships, but we also wanted to make a distinction. Oh yeah, no, I, I I'm not making funny. It just, it just struck me funny. I can't help it. You guys are gonna have to learn it. I'm just whacked like no, that. So you. it's all good. Okay. I guess it's uh, an advantage that I've listened to several of his podcasts now, so it's kind of like I hang out with Bert a little bit. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. Okay, We're listening. So the second part is of or relating to celibacy. Okay. So in the New Testament, Paul defines single-minded as focused on the Lord and to do whatever it takes to do the will of the Lord for both men and women. Quote, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. So now now I'm curious. Now you got all of our curiosity up. <laughs> yeah. So this ain't a dating website? Absolutely not. I mean, I think part of the focus, too, was was to kind of capture people's attentions as a single group. Because most people, when you hear single groups, say, oh, right, it's a hookup group. All right. That, that's exactly what I know most people are thinking. And that's why I want to really clarify this. Because, see, you, that is thinking too much in the way of the world. Amen. And, so, and that's why I, when you had asked if you could be on the show, I was like, heck, yeah, because most people don't think this way. So that's cool. Yeah. Go ahead. So like I I just want to add that like uh the whole idea of it when when we were invited when we were asked to join and possibly lead this group uh, it I already knew like the Lord's been speaking to my heart about a singles group idea if I were into being a uh, a part of one that it, this was going to be something that's going to really shift culture because it's not your norm. Um it absolutely is not. And the other thing it isn't that you guys are saying you should not be married. But it is like when you are single, you should be about things of the Lord. And that's cool. Yeah. That's absolutely. very cool. And You know, every couple that I know that has got married that ends up very strong in their relationship is because they were seeking the Lord and not a spouse. And then when they got there, you know, have you guys ever seen the Michelangelo? Uh, yeah. On the Sistine Chapel when God is reaching out with his finger to mm-hmm. touch yep. Adam, yes. right? Yeah. It's called the spark of life, right? And most people, they only focus on that finger-touching business. Okay. But if you back up and look at that whole painting, this is what you end up seeing is in his other arm is Eve. Right. And there's all these little babies, and there aren't no baby angels. Let's just clean that up. So there is all these little babies uh, in there, and people are like, oh, look, little cherubim. Cherubim don't look like that. But (laughs) what that is is the future generations. And when we are reaching for God. Yeah. He has that gift for us. Mm-hmm. And and so that's just something to think about and look up as part of understanding. That That's really interesting. I, I do uh, picture that. And, and as you speak it, I can like uh, see the illustration of what I remember seeing. Um, and I used to think those were cherubim until you actually. <laughs> <laughs> There's no baby angels. They're at war. They're all big warrior angels. But you and know, some look like they got a lot of eyes and freak you out. Eyes. Yeah. Six wings and whatnot. 
Yeah, yeah. So go on, go on. I'm ready. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. no, you're okay. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, just the, the interest and and the heart for something, uh, especially our city, uh, and the heart that our church and our pastor leader, our senior pastor has for the church. I mean, like number one was uh, unity in the church, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know from there it's like unity in the body of the church. Um, I think this, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of collaborated and, and, and added to the uh, the idea of a singles group um, because we realized that there was a lot of single adults in our church and, and many other churches of, in Casper, of course. But I think, too, was was being in this area, I, it had a lot to do with uh, coming from um, the encounter, women's and men's encounter, which I'm sure you've heard of. Uh, many people have been in and through. Uh, right, right. So fill us in a little bit on an encounter and so how this ties into that, because it would tie into that. It absolutely does. So when I first moved here, I was invited to to check out a men's encounter. <clears throat> and immediately I was thinking maybe this is some kind of men's retreat, which viably it is. And, and it, it's it's more unique, of course, in its own uh, design uh, and its structure. Uh, it's basically, you could pretty much call it like a sozo, a place of healing, uh, deep healing, uh, spiritually. Um, so I went to my first one last year, uh, which was about April last year. Uh, and what I got out of it was nothing short of amazing. I was also in a place in my life where I was on the up. So, you know, I really didn't think God could find anything. I was like, man, everything's good right now. I've repented so many times. I've asked for healing so many times. And I that's just called pride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I came and expected. I knew he would actually dig something up. And sure enough, uh, while I was out there, uh, I asked him, asked Holy Spirit to reveal something. And, and the first thing that came up was was uh, shame and offense. Uh, simply because I had a, a, like several encounters in the recent past. And it was like a one, two, three strikes, you're out. The third one happened here. And I was like, man, yeah, I need to deal with this. And the, the funny thing about that was it dug so deep that I, I couldn't even remember where it came from. And Holy Spirit revealed to me that it came from a very, very long time ago at what me as a little child, which happened in our home, you know, from shame and ridicule from my siblings, of course. Uh, but I didn't realize how much it affected me and it carried on and manifested through the years. And it's one of those those traumas and pains that, you, you know, it hurts so much that you spend the rest of your life trying to forget about it. You, you just kind of bury it so hard that I actually forgot about it. Hmm. Okay, so then you you go through this, you do some healing, and then you you come out. And how do you get attached to this by then? Uh, through our church, because several several people members of our church have been. So we kind of um, we have like a follow up at the church and and just kind of share our testimony. Of, you know what did God do uh, while we were there. Uh, and that kind of led into them realizing, oh my gosh, you know, we're on a lineup about to share testimonies and, and several of like a bunch of us are singles, wow. <laughs> adults. And, uh, you know, from other churches too, maybe not that time at the church, but we met other uh, individuals from other local churches here in Casper, which led us realize, it led us to realize, oh my gosh, there's, there's a bunch of single adults here in Casper. Uh, and it was one of our friends, Terry, she's been on the show. And and she kind of was, she's the one that pointed that out. She's like, maybe you guys should start a singles group. Well, she <clears throat> she called all the singles up because it was Tony and Vic's fiftieth anniversary. That's and right. She wanted to bring up the singles and have uh, the the body of Christ pray over us. And so that's when God started showing me, "There's your single people." And then it was actually the follow up from an encounter, uh, the Freedom in Christ is what it's called that. 
God led me to asking Richie and Fantasia if they want to co-lead. Okay, Fantasia, you're on. You're so quiet over there. First of all, who named you? Um, my mom. She named me after the movie, the original. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never even put that together. Yeah. I've known you for a long time, too. She was a hippie chick, too. Uh, hippie <laughs> chicks. <laughs> I know. Fantasia and I have a history of doing ministry together. We went on a mission trip together. That's awesome. That is. To the hippies. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great time. It it was a great time. It is one of my fond memories of almost dying on the mountains. It was excellent. (laughs) Hanging out with, with rabbis. They're like, oh, no. I was like, oh, is this a rabbi guy? Because we went, in, oh, we don't even want to get it. We should just do a second show yes, right yes. after this show <laughs> on crazy life. Okay. So <laughs> let's do that later. Yeah. Let's do you now. So tell me about how you kind of came into this whole scene. Um, so um, I've been divorced for a couple of years now, and I've been trying to figure out this single life um, as a believer. And I've been, I've been through several um, of the encounters that Richie was talking about, and I found that I kind of got, uh, I would keep going and repenting of the same things all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we kind of have a name for that, and it is uh, it, more along the lines of you uh, become a encounter junkie. Okay, <laughs> You're like, man, that felt so good. And then you let yourself, it's, yeah, it's an addict situation. Oh, okay. Well, so now don't worry. I'm a, I'm in a Lutheran church. You've been absolved. Oh, good. Thank okay. God. Okay, oh, good. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You yes. Jesus absolves you. I put the cross on her head. We're good to go. Okay. So you, you kept going and then. Yes. So one of the things that, that um, we do at encounters is break soul ties. And that was something that I kept running into. And um, on the other side of the last encounter that I went to i was like i don't want to have any more soul ties to have to break after this time like i've been doing this for a long long time probably i think i probably went to my first encounter in like 2007 (laughs) uh i'm a slow learner but god loves me anyway Uh, but i was like i'm done i really don't want to break any more soul ties and so you know i really wanted to explore what does what does life and godliness look like as a single person and how can i pursue healthy relationships and that was really my heart and that's really what i've been you know pursuing um you know, and chasing God after is show me how to be sanctified. Show me how to, you know, walk this thing out so that, you know, I can be a good example for myself and so that I can be healthier. And, um, I think in that pursuit, um, you know, I was, I was drawn to Nicole when I overheard her actually inviting Richie to be funny. a leader. Yeah, and I was like, true. Hey, you guys are doing a singles thing. I came from across the room. Hey, you guys are doing a singles thing. Uh, so I don't know that I was so much invited that I invited myself. <laughs> I'm like, sure. Yeah. Great. Holy spirit invited you. You're good. So, you know, uh, <laughs> one thing that a lot of people think of, I mean, today you guys are doing something definitely revolutionary and very anti-culture or against the uh, what is commonly or normal now, because uh, people all think they need to be tied to somebody all the time. And you watch people going from relationship to relationship, relationship. And just like you were talking, they end up tied into these people 
And uh, a lot of it's for some of my listeners that don't know what soul tie uh, <clears throat> is when you have literally blended your life with another person that all of the faults in that person and all the faults in you start to join together. And uh, we see this on a regular basis, and that is actually a biblical thing. And, uh, you know, we'll have a talk about that one of these days. If one of you want to write a letter, if you got any questions about that, we can sure talk about that. But, you know, being in a relationship doesn't have to always be a sexual thing. You can get tied into a soul tie just through being very close with one another. Mm-hmm. But one of the other key things is that uh, people living single, that always looks odd to people. Mm-hmm. And I I have a very good friend of mine that uh, he had gotten divorced like mm, probably about 20 years ago. And I asked him, I said, well, uh, you, I, you know, he, he had a, a lady friend that was just literally a friend. And I said, man, you know, maybe you two ought to get together. He's like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to be married. I'm not, I'm. That's not where my heart is. I'm not, I, I like her, but I don't like her like that. Um, and he has just remained single uh, because he doesn't feel, he feels that if God calls a, a, a female to him, a, a woman to him for, for marriage, then that's what it'll be. But until then, he's not hunting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people find that odd. Yeah. But it's really should not be odd. We right. should be able to be strong. And that's one thing that I'm hearing from you, uh, all of you, is that we've got to be strong in our relationship with Christ. Because when you're strong there, then you can be strong in other relationships. Absolutely. I just have to add, uh, in my personal experience, uh, you know, very similar with Fantasia. I've had many broken relationships. I mean, I grew up in, in such a twisted view on what, what it's like to, to be a human being. So at a very young age, my morals were uh, somewhat definitely twisted. But, you know, there, there was a little bit of morality in there because we were Catholics and, and we did know wrong from right. And, and my parents, you know, God bless them, did the best they could with what they had. Uh, however, you know, having uh, and living in a culture where, you know, sex is the norm. Um, I was taught at a young age that, you know, you, you should have many girlfriends and you, you're a good looking boy. You're probably going to have a lot of girlfriends. I would definitely say that had really set the trajectory for my life uh, for a serious downfall. <laughs> I'm sorry. So tell me again about when they told you you're a very good looking boy. And then now, now I just went back to that moment where you said, I had a lot of shame and a lot of problems that I realized I received when I was young from my siblings. Is this a situation, Rob? Is, it, is this a situation? Dude, you're absolved. You're good. You're good. Thank you. But yeah, yeah, that's why you noticed I said when I was a boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> no, for real. You can get going. <laughs> I won't erupt again. I promise. That's no, okay. Um, I almost forgot what I was saying with that. Anyways. Uh, yeah, just growing up uh, really twisted in, in, in the way I believed uh, what relationships look like. Uh, coming to a place of... of, of Many relationships, many broken relationships, and, and having a marriage that went almost 11 years, what I thought was successful. Because towards the end there, we did it, all the steps that we needed to, you know, marriage counseling and and, and uh, therapy for myself, you know, personal therapy. And, and I got saved 2016. And from there, my 
now ex-wife uh, got saved just two weeks after, which which to me was such a miracle. And I thought we were on our way. It's like, we're going to work this thing out. God's working this thing out. <clears throat> and sure enough, you know, towards the end there, like things got really hard. Uh, and it was one of those where I got, I would have to say, because it's always a two-way thing. And, and I have to say now that I really saw where I got really selfish. Uh, wow. That's, I, I just got a revelation from the book that we were just studying. We're, we're studying... Uh, this is real quick. We're studying uh, the Four Loves by C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. There's the chapter that we just finished, uh, which is chapter three, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a portion in there yeah. where it ta- talks about give love and 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 need love, mm-hmm. and I think I actually got stuck in that where I was sacrificing a lot of myself for my ex, my now ex uh, at the time, and I realized that I didn't actually take the time for for myself. I'm well, just getting that revelation now that that's cool. And now yeah, I'll throw something at you because I teach this all the time. Okay. I mean, this is like a this is like key thing. You're around me at the prison or even at the mission, etc. These guys will repeat it to you. But what is the opposite of love? Hate. Hate. That's what everybody thinks, mm-hmm. but that is not the case. Hate is the opposite of peace because mm-hmm. hate always leads to violence. Okay. Um, the opposite of love is use. Use mm-hmm. when we use one another, okay? okay. And there is so often we enter into a relationship where we think it's love, but it's really using that person to gratify yourself. I mean, to make yourself feel better, to feel wanted, to feel needed, etc. And that's why we have people fall out of love. They aren't falling out of love; they're mm-hmm. just done using the situation. Ooh, that's Dang, good. that's good. Yeah. That's rough. It is. <laughs> and is now I gotta tell you, I didn't come up with that. I'm gonna tell you who came up with that was John Paul II. Mm. Okay. And he, he had wrote that in one of his books and he said that is the greatest that is the greatest weapon that the devil released into the world was the the fact of using one another. Because in the prison we call the devil Geppetto. Okay. I've heard the that. puppet master. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and the reason that, that down at the prison we call him Geppetto is because he's always trying to tie a string to you. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is always clipping those strings off. Right. Yeah. And uh, he's just wanting you to play a puppet because he uses you to get what he wants. And, and, you know, people always like, well, the devil just beats you up and throws you away. No, no. He uses you to destroy many other lives. And that's how we end up in some of those relationships and causing such crippling. And that's where soul ties start to click all the way back to Geppetto. Wow. Mm. That's deep. Yeah. Okay, sorry, you're hanging out with the barbarian prophet. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I figure we're going to get some good uh, reciprocation of knowledge here, especially from you. Um, I, I just want to finish with what I was saying is... is uh, I was so drawn to the idea of this and, and being part of this group because it really uh, dug at me deep in the heart uh, to really figure this out. And, uh, you know, I, I knew at this point God definitely has the answers. Um, but, you know, we're, we're a pretty misfit type of group. Um, I, we're really broken. We're really lost and now we're found. But I, I really, when we developed or when we got together to, to put this group together, we definitely went deep into being spirit-led. Uh, so a lot of the things like Nicole was sharing, uh, it, it came th- came out uh, from a lot of prayer, a lot of worship, a lot of soaking, um, and, and just really just asking the Spirit, what does He want for this? And, and it's one of those things, you know, we really have no idea what we're doing. We're just kind of taking what testimonies we have, what experiences we have, what knowledge we have, which is very little. And we seem to be 
definitely breaking a mold of what we were stuck in and learning a lot. Like God's been putting people in our group or putting us around people that are really helpful and knowledgeable with our growth. Um, and, and I just, I've, I've had visions of this group, like growing exponentially in this city and possibly through the nation too. Uh, just, uh, this is kind of a group to where there's, I have to say this, that although we are leaders, uh, the whole group is going to be a group of leaders. Uh, and, and that is, that's a great group. That's what a group is supposed to look like. Yeah. If you're not developing the next person to take and carry it, then you are not doing true discipleship. Mm-hmm. Right. Because discipleship, it's uh, learning a discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you teach a discipline, that discipline should be taught on. Yeah. You know, it should go forward. All right. Fill us more in on, on your paperwork and don't panic because I'm going to look like I'm getting up and leaving you, but I'm not. I'm still here. I'm still okay. listening. Okay. All right. Um, there's so much to cover. Um, but uh, basically, um, so basically, I'll, I'll tell you how we do our meeting. Um, so we have our opening prayer and we share testimonies of how our week looks or how things went, um, follow-ups on outreach outings that we had, our experiences. That's one of the um, cool things about our group is we do outreaches, um, which uh, gives us the opportunity to witness to others or pray for others that we feel led by the Spirit to um, to be there for people that need love and um, support. So... Um, that's good. So, like, our first time was the uh, fair and rodeo. We were, the mm-hmm. three of us uh, went to the fair, and uh, Fantasia knew a gal there that needed prayer. She's like, let's go pray for her. So we did, and we did it. And so we've had a few more experiences like that, and that's what we want to do. That's what we're about is a single people showing Jesus to people. Definitely the fun stuff. I like doing that. <laughs> Well, that that's that following and doing what the what the spirit said, yeah. and you know <clears throat> that's one thing that when when we see Jesus speaking and he says, "I have, I have only said what the Father has said. I have only done what the Father has done," and people are like, "How is he? How can he see that?" Well, that's because he has a Holy Spirit inside of him, and if you're paying attention, the Holy Spirit is telling you when to talk to people, when to be with people. So, yeah, that's good, man. Very good. So what's your what's your end goal, uh, Fantasia? What is your end goal with this collective? Um, my end goal with this collective, um, with thought, your tribe. I think, like Richie was saying, raising up um, leaders and um, you know, uh, really helping people to to understand the importance of listening to the Holy Spirit and being able to hear him him for themselves being able to you know just just pray for that person that's standing in front of you at the at the grocery store being single-mindedly focused on and aware like you know where is just looking where is jesus in the room and just and just go and stand next to him and see what he wants to do you know so kind of being able to to teach people how to do that and shifting the focus off of what those what society in the world says that it means to be single um and, and really focusing on you know, what the Lord would have us do while also tearing down these walls that we have that, that kind of are, are separating the different um, bodies. Well, we're one body, but, the, you know, um, the different churches, you know, here in The Casper different body bigger, parts. Yeah, the different body parts by trying to bring together all of the all of the singles in, in Casper. And like Richie said, you know, um, even, even outside of that, you know, um, 
just trying to bring us all together um, for, you know, for his will in our lives and, and to, you know, stop being distracted by all the things that the, the world says about romance and love. And, you know, we think about Hollywood movies and, and, you know, you know, these women just out here like waiting for someone to show up, uh, you know, a knight on a horse or something. The knight's already come and we just need to, his his name is Jesus. (laughs) And he, he just wants us to, you know, be aware of his presence and, and walk with him. Okay, so if uh, if I am in Ambridge, uh, Pennsylvania, and I'm listening to this show, which I know there are some doing that, and they're like, wait a minute, I'm single, and I'm not ready to, to get latched into a situation, or they came out of a bad relationship, and they don't want to just bail into another thing, etc., how do you get a group like this going? And what does the group do? I mean, I know about the praying, I know about all that, but how do you guys come together to study? What does that look like? <laughs> well, uh, for us leaders, as we study, uh, well, God's word to start with, and then um, to develop our leadership further, we're studying John C. Mac- Maxwell's um, Developing the Leader Within You. And then we're going to start focusing on developing leaders around you. Okay. So we're learning to be leaders. And so then we can lead people to become the leaders that God created them to be. You're leading leaders. Yes. Mm-hmm. But really, the leader we're following is Jesus. Yeah. That's He's right. the and, leader. And that's exactly yes. how that's got to work. you yes. got to continue just rolling on with what Christ is telling you. And, you know, you'll be surprised that uh, he always seems to get us where we're going. You know, and... and so when we're taking a look at this and you let's say you get somebody new rolls in the crew and uh they're not quite as focused how do you deal with that i mean they're they're like hey yeah fantasia how you doing that has happened (laughs) a couple of times usually in facebook messenger um, and but I, I always say I'd, I'd really be happy to carry on this conversation in the public forum because we have a Facebook page and take it there. Or sometimes I invite Richie into the conversation and I'll say, you know, I just like would like to have, you know, a couple more people be a part of this conversation because, um, yeah, it just makes me feel more comfortable. No, it should make you feel more comfortable. I mean, I have certain rules with myself, even being a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a glass box at mm-hmm. the at the. Uh, I always call it the box, but I have this little prayer room and it has glass, but I can meet with anybody privately, but it's not privately. Gotcha. So, yeah. And so I, yeah, I'll have uh, ladies need to meet with me, you know, they're having, having whatever I, or even I have, uh, uh, some, some of my older ladies that recently lost their husband or something to that effect. I go in there and close the door, but the secretary's walking around, you know, there's people moving around there. They cannot hear our conversation, but there is nothing shady going on. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I, um, that was one of the rules I had when I went to church. I don't meet with females alone and I, I never meet with a young person alone, male or female. I just don't, mm-hmm. um, because we have to hold that integrity. Right. And if you guys are going to be the strong leaders and develop other leaders and in, in, integrity has to be the goal. Absolutely. Yes. That makes sense. I mean, uh, we are <clears throat> learning as we go. Uh, so some of these issues that... Oh, you're you're going to have some problems and there's <laughs> going to be some mistakes, but do not lose your mind when there is one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Learn from it and adapt and move forward. Yeah. Uh, because you're going to see this. 
you're going to see this more than once in there. And I'm going to tell you something else. And this isn't a a prophetic uh, message for you, but this is a warning as a person that has started things before. The closer you get to its true success, the more you're going to fall under attack. Mm -hmm. And the more you're going to find that people are calling and they're, ah, this is never going to work. And you keep pressing. If the Lord has called you to it, you press through it. No matter how ugly it looks, you press through it. And there may be a time that it's just down to the three of you again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Keep going. And the reason I say keep going is because... Uh, there's always something trying to tear it apart if it is doing the right thing. Right. And we have grown so much <laughs> together we have. Uh, in this process. <laughs> and it hasn't always been pretty, but yeah. um, the last book that we read was Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. Yes. And as soon as we got done reading it, we were sort of together all challenged to keep our love on with each other. And it was like, no, we decided that we're going to do this. And so we had to bring heart. We've had to have some, you know, hard conversations with each other, but I think it made us stronger. And, and something that I realized in that is that you don't have real relationship until you have conflict. And then you have an opportunity to grow from that conflict. Everything before that is fluff. Yeah. Sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. 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 Sunshine and rainbows. So, uh, and you know, the other thing is uh, when you guys pray and praying for each other, I know that when, uh, when I was first developing the tribe, when all that stuff was first coming together, uh, is that the number one prayer that we would pray is that our relationships would always be appropriate. Mm. Okay. And, and it, what, and people were like, what do you think? Do you think something's going on with people? I'm like, no. But appropriate, not elevating somebody too high, Mm -hmm. not putting somebody beneath us, making sure that the relationship is always in its appropriate place becomes important. So I really admire you guys for jumping into this because this is is an area I'm going to just be real honest with you in in the last 20 years that I've been uh, in and out all over the place in ministry, et cetera, I haven't heard anybody uh, doing this where they're they're focused on people going hey ex- except for the priests at the catholic church <laughs> and maybe some of the nuns so there's those guys because they're all focused on jesus and nobody else or they're supposed to be and uh so there's those guys so this is a good good deal but this is not a monastic um thought process this isn't a i'm separating myself out etc it's i am learning at this point in my life the direction in which I'm pointed, correct? Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And it doesn't mean that, hey, Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright comes along and that we're good to go. That's a that's a beautiful thing. Yep. Yes, absolutely. It uh, so because we don't want that to be we don't want that to be missed either because there's times that the Lord has called people into your lives because those two people they need to be together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, marriage is also a super important thing. But man, I just really admire what you're saying here. With singleness, also is an important thing. At learning to be comfortable in who you are without having to depend on somebody else. I can think of like ten people that I've talked to that would benefit from just visiting with you guys. And I don't mean that they're. <clears throat> They go from relationship to relationship, and and maybe at some point that's what you start doing is also doing some side counseling mm-hmm. with people that are just trying to adapt. And I tell you, this is something that as, as you develop it, you should look at uh, putting together a class at the mission. Oh, okay. absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And as well as offering it to um, 
to young teen groups because I I can tell you if it depends on how this looks and and I mean we'd have to uh, take a look at that I could see where young teenage people right now just coming in our in our church it's they're going through confirmation and they're at that uh, uh, 14 15 16 year old range um, up to 17 and uh, they really need that something like this to say hey it's okay you don't have to yeah. you know have a Joey or a Johnny or whatever mm-hmm. and uh I think this this is important. I think what you guys are doing here really important. You know, um, that makes me think about, um, and I hope I'm not stepping on any toes, but I've seen Richie, you know, kind of ministering to his daughters who are coming of of dating age in that in that way. And I do, um, I think that he uh, he really has some wisdom that he's been able to share with them that's been really powerful. And I think that it would be really powerful if, if he was able to share that with other people. And I think. Um, Nicole and I both probably also have some something yes. that we could say about that too. But I was I've seen him do that, and I think that that would be good. I think I should be writing these things down. I think you should be. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't only think you guys should be writing them down. I think as you go along and you develop things, you need to start keeping little notes on your side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and start to develop a, a book, and and, uh, and not and not just not just writing a book for the general public. But writing a leadership guide to how do you, how can you make this work within your within your body? You know, guys, he's really onto something. Hey, yeah. how about that? Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, and uh, you know, when you guys get ready to go to that uh, to do that publishing, I'll, I'll show you how to do that. I mean, that is there is a way to do that, and um, there it, it is it does not have to be complicated and sometimes even when you put a small book together and you're like oh this is going to sell a million copies and it sells 10 who cares but sometimes you just need to put that information out there because when you hang it out there and it lands um you know you start thinking i'll tell you something i do with my book is when i travel to small towns i'd give one to their library Oh, yes. Nice. That's a great idea. Okay. Because, yeah. and then what you do is that what we're doing is starting to share information. Okay. Mm-hmm. A Christian information and maybe not look Christian information. Mm-hmm. But that is something to start thinking about doing with that. I just see that, like, as you said it, I see it as a form of sowing seed. I mean, like, it's, it's putting it out there for sure. And it, it being a Christian source, who's not going to end up picking that up and spreading, sharing some of that wealth, especially. I've read your book. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's very inspiring. Definitely. Very, very inspiring. Thank you. So. Plug for the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's your $5. <laughs> well, just going off of that, um, I've read a lot of single books, and that's what helped me along my journey in being single because I, I was engaged when I was 19, and it didn't work out. God made that clear, and I didn't, and I felt like people were pressuring me into uh, being in a relationship because I was never really in a relationship. Um, so after that, I didn't want to be in a relationship at all. I just, I was just figuring out who I was, and I was brought up Catholic. I knew who God and Jesus was, but I didn't really like have a relationship. Like I, they, they were connecting with me. They were speaking to me all the time. But they were at the building. Yes, but and the priest was the only one talking to him. Right after after going through uh, my twenties and partying stage and all that stuff, and um, and I was down in Louisiana. That's where I got baptized as an adult, where I proclaimed Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. 
everything just shifted a 360 in my life and started memorizing scriptures for the first time, started singing worship songs like, uh, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, um, doing Bible studies. Beth Moore made me want to be a Bible teacher. So I went and got my master's in Christian studies with emphases in Christian leadership and pastoral ministry. Um, so reading books on singleness, but I also wanted to be updated on, um, the dating and marriage and relationships and what that looked like in the Christian world. Um, so I'd read books, uh, listen to podcasts, um, videos, just whatever I could learn. So I'd be more well-rounded. Uh, and then it was on my heart to want to write a book for single women. And so that is in the process of being edited by two ladies, Neva Bowden and Gail Irwin. They're in my um, Kingdom Creatives Literary Arts Group at River. Excellent. And 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 Wes has put out several books. So I mean, he's he's got a way to do it. And but uh, yeah, you know, there's there's publishing. You always do. You want to just you want to keep developing, develop, and don't ever think that the book needs to be completely finished. Hmm. That's great. Let me, let me tell you, are you ready for this? Okay. You're like, okay, this is good enough for everybody to read. And I I probably got some things misspelled and I I don't know what's going on. I did that. Trust me. And so what you'll do is you, you publish it Mm -hmm. and there's this little thing called editing and there's this other thing called second edition and there's this other thing. So what you do is as you're, you still start hanging the information out there and you start cleaning up and go, Oh, we need to add this or we need to take away that. Or stuff to that effect, because I'll I'll go through my book again here in about a year. Okay, but um, uh, what happens is as you're doing that, you develop a, a book. Uh, don't be afraid to introduce it to the public. And I'm going to tell you why, and this is going to sound really bad. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ready. If you die, ah, oh. it goes to the grave with you. Come on. No. Don't okay. Die. No. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And once you got it out there. Well, then that's a different situation, okay? Do not, you know, uh, Les Brown, which is one of my favorite, you know, inspirational speaker guys, and he's he's a solid Christian, but he he doesn't give Christian talks. He's he's a business guy, and uh, but he says uh, the most valuable uh, ground anywhere in the world is a cemetery because everybody's dreams went there. Mm. Ah. Man, and they didn't get spread around, so it's just holding all that went in that grave. Because here's the thing: God created you alone. You're the only one with your fingerprints. You're the only one with your soul print. You're the only one with the inspiration in which He has poured into you. And what He needs that is shared with other people. You were created. We were created for two reasons: one, to worship God with all our heart, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And by sharing what God is sharing with us, that is when we truly start down that path of loving our neighbor. Amen. Don't waste it. That's good. Amen. That's good. <laughs> Okay, don't all look at me like that. <laughs> okay, we've got we we still got some time. We still got about fourteen minutes here, oh, so you're still good. So, uh, so fill me in on if they wanted to reach out and talk to you guys, who would they call? Well, we're on one social media platform, which is Facebook. That was our original platform. We just recently started a um, uh, is it group me group me. <laughs> I was gonna say group meet. <laughs> Why were you going to say that? <laughs> Just because, I don't know, I, I drew a blank and I could remember that. <laughs> a group me, it's a... It's an app. 
It's 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 like a uh, explain it. It's it's like a, a a place for groups to meet, and uh, so it's like a forum, a public forum, and then there's like direct messages for um, if you one on one conversations. But um, but it's a great way for everyone to interact. You can post uh, updates like a calendar when we're going to have our outings and where and what time and um, you know. Things like that, and then um, it's you can upload pictures of the events that you go to, like roller skating. I'll take pictures and I'll post it on Group Me so everyone can see how much fun we're having. Um, just things like that, but it's just a place for us to communicate. We don't have to keep adding phone numbers or saying, "Okay, try this, use this thread now, this text thread." It saves so much time. People can find us. We just send them the link, and they can find us. Um, we also um, have like one of the. Can uh, they find us without us sending them the link? Because he's asking, how can they find yes, us? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Um, they just have to look for single minded ministry, I think it is. Yeah. If that's what it is. That's all they have to do is plug that in and they should be able to find us. Casper, it, it should have us on there. Single dash minded ministry. And it'll have our logo. Uh, it says single minded with an arrow and a target. Okay. And then, uh, and the other way is on Facebook. Facebook, yes. yeah, it was the original okay. platform. And and that's still active. It's yes. still active, yeah. Uh, okay, and that is where they can also grab onto that link off of there. Yep. Single-minded Casper. Single-minded Casper. Single-minded. I think we should add the GroupMe link on there. I don't yes. think it's on there. I don't think so either. We'll work on that. Yeah, because it's pretty new, um, and we're still trying to figure things out through that. Um, we were... We were at one point where I should say I was really active on Facebook, but there was a point when I had to back off because it was getting too much. Uh, and now right. I'm back I, in it. I <laughs> get it. I get it. You know, a lot of um, uh, during Lent season. Yeah. That's one thing I give up a lot of times during Lent because you, you do start to realize just how much you are on that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things definitely with uh, – uh, you're on there more than 18 minutes a day. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. And so that's it. So I've got about 10 minutes left and I've got three of you. So I'm going to start with you, Richie. Okay. Are you ready? I want you to give me, if you had to give somebody some solid piece of advice on being single minded, what is the key thing? Okay. Let, I want, now I'm going to push you on this one. Cause I'm going to say, when you're talking to your daughters, mm-hmm. okay, and as a dad, to, uh, as a granddad talking to his grandkids, what would be the advice that you would start to give them? I think usually the the, the first place I usually go, uh, which I was always told a lot, with this was one of the good pieces of advice I got growing up, was being told to enjoy being a kid. Be yourself. Be be your true self. I mean, be your true self in Christ. If you're a believer, especially, it's one of the things that I didn't really understand because I didn't have any guidance in that direction. Uh, it was just kind of just throw them at the wolves and just tell them, "Hey, just believe in God. That's all you need," which was great. I think that's what saved me and kept me in check uh, to some degree. Um, but I think that's one of the first things I would probably tell most kids is is really enjoy yourself uh, as a kid. Uh, and if you're a believer, of course, in Christ, find out who you are, what what He's created you to to truly be. Uh, and some of the aspects come naturally. Like I, I think I can share this. Like I usually share some of, some of my history and my past as as a kid. That uh, some of the things I knew about myself being really uh, loving, really kind, um, 
just, just certain aspects. Like I, I was different from from the other boys. Uh, where I, I, growing up, I was told I was a sissy for you know being. Um, I would say like. Kind of like a peacemaker. Like every time people would fight, I'd always say, hey, guys, you know, break break it up. You know, what are you guys fighting for? You know, it's like, it's, it's all love here. We're friends, right? And I would get told, you know, I'm a sissy. You're just scared to fight and stuff. Like, yeah, I was scared to fight. But there's something inside me that, that made me wonder. I was like, why am I like this? Well, how, how come I'm always the one that wants to make peace and everybody else wants to fight? Well, as I grew up and became an adult, I realized because it's it's part of how he created me, me individually. That was one of the new, unique things that he created me about. Like in confrontation, even now as an adult, when I have friends or even strangers, uh, I, I learned how to to steward uh, my gifting and, and and really you know get people to step back and and assess the the situation. Usually, it was, it's. Uh, the early days of that was usually a drunk altercation. <laughs> so trying to get, trying to get two people who are drunk to stop fighting is like, hey guys, you're drunk, you know. <laughs> but uh, point, point them at other people. It's a great entertainment. <laughs> just like, hey, no, that isn't the guy that said it. It was that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just to cut it short, I, I think that's one of the things I, I try to share with the kids. Uh, you know, this is one of the things I, I knew as a kid. I, I, I thought was a fault, but as I grew up, I learned that it was actually a strength. Um, and it's it's you know vulnerability it, it's 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 true love and really you know sacrifice too of, of of really separating yourself from what people tell you are versus what god says you are and that was a really powerful thing for me to really um cultivate in my life and and, and honor and, and actually walk in so it was, it was really tough but it's it's gained me a lot of um growth as far as who i am and and excellent yeah you know, We'll just we'll just bounce straight on around the table. Same question. Um, no, I'm I'm trying to remember what the question was. <laughs> Give a piece of advice. Okay. Just um, any type of advice, like mm, don't put peanuts on that. Yeah, don't snort marbles. <laughs> and just remember, if you're lactose intolerant, you got to learn to like the cow. Yeah. Oof. Um, for me, I think that, um, the, the most important advice that I can give is to, um, cultivate a relationship with Jesus where you can receive his love, um, and, and to always be seeking, um, deeper healing so that you can receive deeper love because if we don't experience the love of Jesus, we don't know what love looks like. And so the closer that we, uh, the more that we allow Jesus and the Holy Spirit to infill us and, and that we can experience his love, the the more that when we experience something in relationship with other people that isn't love, that we can be like, mm, no. Um, and we can, you know, re realign ourselves and focus ourselves on Jesus. Um, I guess, you know, just, just, um, seeking to have healthier relationships with others by first having a healthy relationship um, with the one who created us. Right on. That's pretty solid. All right, you're up. So my advice would be be content be to be alone. That is hard for a lot of people to do. They have to have people. And there's there's extroverts, and introverts love being alone. I'm, I'm an introvert, extrovert. I... I can totally be okay being by myself. I can go do things by myself. I can go out to Casper events by myself and I'll be fine. I will be able to enjoy my time and it's me and time Lord. In fact, I'll have like date nights with Jesus on Friday nights. Um, 
and he teaches me what it looks like to have a relationship with him and prepare me for my future husband. So it's, it's just focusing on him and my relationship with him. And then he helps me focus on how to have healthy relationships with people. Amen. So I, I just being content with what you have, with who you are in Christ, knowing Christ and, um, with your relationships. That's good. Can I throw one more in there for in Christ? Yes. So in Christ, like we're, we, all three of us mentioned it, like to, to really know who you are in Christ and, and seeking the face of God and his heart and his, his nature, his, his very being. Uh, with bankers, uh, they're, they're taught how to sniff out uh, um, fake money, uh, uh, counterfeit. But the way they do it is they study the mm-hmm. actual $100 bill. The you most, bet. Everything about it so that when they see something that's, counterfeit they don't know exactly what's different they just know it's not the original so i think that's kind of how we should be looking at christ too and and who we are in him that we know him so well that uh, when a phony comes we could totally like that's not it that's excellent that is all fantastic advice so i just want to say thank you Thank you for spending some time today, and thank you for uh, getting this group rolling. And thank you. Uh, I do think we probably need to, at some point here, maybe towards the end of summer, do a little bit of follow-up on this and see where you guys are at with this and uh, see how things are developing. And, um, you know, if you guys have questions, don't don't hesitate to uh, email the Barbarian Prophet, and uh, we'll, I'll make sure that I throw that on the outro and uh but you know one thing that we all uh do have to do is learn to be kingdom minded now one thing that Wes Cannell yes. uh your pastor as well as several other pastors uh here in this town one thing we started uh talking about when i was back east i was talking they were freaking out that we i was in a liturgical church uh, uh and then all of a sudden we had all these other guys come to church with us. They're like, how did that happen? That was like, so awesome. I'm like, that's Jesus. You know, it's kind of, you guys ought to try him. He's cool. Invite him to your church sometime. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, and on the other end, it was a great education thing. So, you, uh, so uh, that the other church could see that we are not doing anything weird. You know, you guys are raised in the Catholic Church and the Catholic Church. There is the holy you hear us say the holy Catholic Church, because we are all part of you're all Catholics. Yeah, we're Catholic. You're Catholic. I'm Catholic. Why? Little C, it's not Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic is a denomination, but we are part of the holy Catholic Church of God. That is the eternal church. Okay, and that is that is the whole enchilada, right? Got it. And uh, but what we've started to do, and the way I've started to view it, as I'm working with City Park Church and um, and Wes <clears throat> over at River, uh, as well as several others. But uh, what we're starting to talk about is being just the Church of Casper. Mm-hmm. I love That's that. it. Okay, just the Church of Casper. Okay, I am a Christian who attends a Lutheran church. Okay, and uh, you you are a Christian that attends an independent church. You follow what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that does not make, that doesn't mean you're going to heaven and I'm not. And I, you know, other way around, mm-hmm. you follow? Yeah. We are all part, when you think back to uh, Ephesus and you think about Galatia, etc. one of the things you got to realize is when they're writing to those churches, they're house churches. Okay. I have Prince of Peace House Church. Mm-hmm. You have River of Life House Church. You follow what I mean? Yep. Yes. 
but we're all one church because mm-hmm. this is our city that is that that God has assigned us to as a collective. Right. Okay. And though we may come at it all a bunch of different ways, we need to learn how to pray for, support each other, and how to uh, uh, come alongside one each other when necessary. And don't have you know you guys do church your way, they do their church their way, but we should all be united in our love for Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know? Absolutely. So thank you guys for being here today. Thanks for having, Thanks for having us. Thanks for All having right. Us. Groovy. All right. Well, we're going to button her out here, folks. And I just want to say, as you all know, Jesus loves you and I love you. And there's not a single thing you can do to stop us. For questions or comments, please email us at info at the barbarianprophet.com. The Barbarian Prophet is a registered trademark of Barbarian Media Group. Listening to this podcast may cause excitability, euphoria, and overall sense of happiness in the realization that you're not alone. Discontinue use if reddened skin or a rash develops. Side effects may include random hugging, crying out loud, smiling while alone, and happy crying combined with snot bubble development. Do not use during church service. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Are you actually still listening? Seriously, we have nothing more to say except for that one thing that was really, really, really important, but let's wait until the next show for that. Well, that one more thing that I always like to throw in at the tail end is if you're needing help, if you're needing to talk to somebody, you find a local church, you look for that Christian standing there, don't be afraid to ask for prayer, don't be afraid to talk to somebody, and never ever feel like you're alone because we're all here with you. It's just one planet with one God. See you next time on The Barbarian Prophet.